0: I know you're used to Brother Millar right now, so you're just having to adjust a little bit. It's a big adjustment period, you know. With, with from me to him, it's just it is. It's okay. Uh, very thankful for him. Very um, appreciative of just you know the the different gifts that God gives to men to women, and they're for the church. And uh, you ought to use yours. Yes. Amen. Okay. Amen. No? All right. I'm gonna get all weird on me right out the gate. Okay. I'm okay with that. It's all right. If we wanna be weird today, we can be. We, that's all right. It's okay. It's just perfectly fine. You ought to use your gift that God gave you to be a blessing to this church. Is that plain? Yes. Okay, all right, we've got a little bit more of an amen. Or the church that you're a part of, whatever that might be. You're right. If you're not a member of this church here, that's fine. I believe every Christian ought to be a member of a church wherever they live, wherever they're at. Yes. And I believe that you ought to use your gift to be a blessing and a benefit and a help and a strength and an encouragement and everything else that you that, that the Lord intends you to be to the church where he has you. Amen, Amen preacher. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. And so brother Millar, he's a gift to this church. And when he's not here, um, then I then it then it, you know, it just it just changes things for me and that's perfectly fine. It it helps me when I can get into a stride uh, if I, you know, taught Sunday school for a long time when I took over the church. And so, I can do it, but I can't, I can't teach as well as him, and nor can I, uh, you know, I just, I just believe with all my heart that, that the Lord had it, has it set up the way that he has it on purpose. I know that. I don't, I don't just believe it. I'm, he's made it very clear to me. Now, that said, it is interesting, and it is timely, kind of where we're at in the book of Proverbs, because this is a really, really important uh, couple of verses that we're looking at. Very profound. Um... I might even have to bump him a week. And I know I've said that before other times when I've came in. We'll just see how far we get because we're looking at, I'm in Proverbs chapter 30. I know I said just turn to Proverbs. For those of you who have, you know, been in church, um, you know where I'm at. You know, I've been in Proverbs 29 for two years. And, um, you know, we tried to make our way through there. We got out of it and um, got into Proverbs chapter 30. And got looking at a couple of things at the beginning of the chapter. Just good thoughts there in verses 2 and 3 In, in uh, as far as your approach to the Word of God. Proverbs 32 and 3 says, Surely I am more brutish than any man and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learn wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. Okay, and we t- I-, I spent some time put an emphasis on what you see as far as a biblical approach to a prophet and a man of God, and then when you see the world's approach to it, or a faker. A faker puts the emphasis on himself. Puts the emphasis on his education, on his intelligence, what he knows about the Bible, what he can teach you about the Bible, about what he's learned at this school and that school, and how much higher his education is, and how much higher that places him above you. Boy, you don't lose that gem, man, that jewel, whatever this thing is. I don't know whose that is, but... Look, looks, that thing looks important. Uh, <laughs> that's that, that's pr- a pretty good illustration of uh, what a lot of today's modern Bible teachers are. Uh, they look important from afar off, and then you get up and kind of hold on to the thing, and you're like, it's just a plastic piece of junk, man. This isn't nothing. To... I'm sorry. Now, look here, here's, here's a man. He's a prophet of God. God's speaking to him. And he says, I want you to tell uh, my people about these things. These are prophecies. These are, this is God's word. And he says, man, I, Lord, I'm more brutish than anybody. I don't even have any understanding. I don't even, I don't know anything. How, what do you want me to do? He says, well, don't worry about it. I just want you to say the words that I say. <laughs> Cause if as long, as long as you say the words that I say, then it doesn't matter what your education is. It doesn't matter what your pedigree is. It doesn't matter where you came from. What it matters is, is, the, is, is that the people are getting just, and we're going to get into this, exactly what I want them to hear. Not you anyways. So, so that's why the Lord can take a brute. And we don't really use that. What, what is he saying? I'm just, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, there's, no, there's no special pedigree about me. I don't have a bunch of BAs and, 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 and MBAs and, and, and all the things, all the degrees. So many degrees, I'm burning up after my name. you right. I told you about that. Amos said, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just a farmer of sycamore fruit, man. That's all I was. And the Lord came along my way and said, I want you to go start preaching. I didn't ask for this job. That's what he says. Yeah. That's the difference uh, that you see between a Bible preacher and then the fake uh, 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 falsifiers and, and uh, fakirs of today. And they're around everywhere. And the Lord told you to look out for them. And he said by great words and great swelling speeches, that's the way they'll talk. They'll, they'll speak in a, in a positive light. They'll talk about positive things. And their speech will line up just exactly with the devil's speech in Genesis chapter 3. And they'll tickle your ears. And they'll make you feel good. And they'll talk just like a psychologist and just like a psychiatrist, and it doesn't have anything at all to do with the Word of God. It's just the Word of men. And if that's what you're interested in, there's plenty of it out there to be found. There's plenty of it out there if you, if you want to go looking for it. Now, those are the verses we hit last time. Where are we at now? We're in Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 4. You'll notice I'm not a teacher, I'm a preacher, <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, Brother Malar can just stay cool, calm, collected. Just take you right through here, and just not get all wound up. I don't have that. Uh, I just don't really have that. And so when I get going on it, I'm, I'm I get uh, well. I get preaching on it. So we'll teach you as much as we can here. This is Sunday school after all. But uh, it, you know you're going to get some preaching as well. Ch- uh, chapter thirty, look at verse four. We'll read a couple of verses, and we'll pray that the Lord would help us to to teach and to learn. Verse 4, he says, Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fists? His fists, excuse me. Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? Get this. This is absolutely profound. What is his name? And what is his son's name? if thou canst tell so he says who's gone up into heaven uh, ascended ascended to ascend means to go up in your own power yeah Yeah, right that's what they're trying to do down at you know the space station down there in florida amen Say they made it up to the moon maybe they did right i don't know um those Russian cosmonauts got up there and they got up they got up, you know, however high they got up, not much not not much past the moon, they got up there and said, "We're up there and we didn't see God." <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's a little further than that. This is a scientist that understands better than you and I do about the expanse of space, right? Even though none of us understand how big it is. You don't get up to the moon and say, well, we were up there and we didn't see God. Okay. Yeah, like I say, his, his, his place is on the sides of the north. So if you want to head, if you want. who hath ascended up into heaven, not to the moon? You understand what I'm saying? You didn't make it very far just getting to the moon if that's all the further you got. You didn't get very far. Who hath ascended up into heaven? Or also, who hath descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? You ever tried that on for, on for size? Try to get a handful of the wind and, and, and have a hold of it. I didn't say feel it in your hands. We can all do that. Get a hold of the thing. Direct it. Tell it where to go. Stop it. Who hath done it? Who's done, who's done that? Who, who's, who's bound the waters in a garment? You say, we're talking about the ocean. Eh, we're talking about something a little bigger than that. Yeah, that's why we're probably not going to make it as far as I want to 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 make it here today cuz I'm going to show you some things, uh lord willing, um about things that science doesn't know about. This book's ahead of th- this book's ahead of science, not behind it. Yeah. Okay. Still a little bit of weirdness. We're working it out. It takes a little while to get warmed up, doesn't it, in the morning? You get that first workout going, and, you know, it's like, I got to, and then you get a little, just a little bit of bead of sweat going, and then it's like, all right, let's go, right? That's Sunday school this morning. (laughs) What is his name, and what is his son's name? Who's this person who ascended, descended, uh, gathered the wind in his fist, bound the waters in, in a garment? established all the ends of the earth. What is his name? And what is his son's name if thou canst tell? Verse 5. You've got to pay close attention to the Bible. You see, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Right? What is his name? And what is his son's name if thou canst tell? What's the next verse? Every, what does that say? Three words. <laughs> There we go. Thank you. Not, not, nothing, nothing tricky. Bible believers should kind of roll with this. Because he just told you his name, didn't he? Didn't he just tell you his name? He just told you his name. He said, what is his name? And what is his son's name if thou canst tell? Every word of God. What's Jesus Christ's name? I mean, he has a, a many names. There's a number of names, does he not? But he's called the Word. So in, the, in the beginning was... The Word, the Word, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word, what who's it? it? That's it's his name, that's his name. It's calling him by his name right there. He says, What is his name? And what is his son's name? If thou canst tell, every Word of God is pure, every Word of God is pure. And uh, He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him, amen, and many, many of you in here this morning are just, you're, you've experienced that, yes. that you live under the shadow of His wing, yeah. amen, and no matter what's going on in the world, whether it's the heat of the day or the terrible wind driving uh, in sideways by the storm, He can spread His wings of safety over you and keep you, and He will, amen. amen. The word of God is pure, and He's a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Add, you better get this, add thou not unto His words, lest He reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Okay? I know we're not going to make it this far. I really, I know that, and so if you want the rest of this, you may have to come back uh, another Sunday or another time, okay? But, but, but you've got a little bit of it. You've got the framework, okay? And I'm gonna give you a, little, a few more things and build upon this, but we're gonna back up and kind of start looking at some things in verse four, and we're not, gonna, we're not gonna be able to unpack all of verses four, five, and six. I, w- I do want to say this, though, and you need to know this. You need to know this about this church. You need to ask the question about any church you might ever go to for the rest of your entire life, whatever, whatever time period that is. This is a Bible-believing church. This is a Bible believing church. You say, well, I, th- I thought all Christian churches, I mean, they say they believe the Bible. Sure, they say they believe the Bible. When I say I'm, this is a Bible believing church, what I mean is this this is a King James Bible. Okay, this is a King James AV 1611 Bible. I believe about this book that this is the actual words of the living God, that God preserved these words, that these words do not need to be changed that these words will correct anything, anywhere that that men would set forth and say, well, what about this? This is the final authority in all matters of faith and practice in my life. Which is a profound point. You better have a final authority because if you don't have a final authority that's outside of you, then you are the final authority. There There is no middle ground there. You say, well, I am the final authority. Fair enough. You can choose to be that. Thank you. I didn't have to say the sarcastic thing that time. Daniel's son. wax on, wax off. Good luck, you wanna be the final authority? How's that, how, how are you doing with that? You make the right choice every time? Do you, you always go the right way? Well then why in the world would you trust yourself to be the final authority? This is the final authority. This overrides everything in this church. Amen, 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 amen. And men know it well enough to where if I got started going, you know, outside of the, the lines and the lanes of, of the courses of this book, I'd have 15 men lined up at my door and thank God for it, going, Hey man, <laughs> right over here. Did you see what this says right here? Yeah. You're going to need to find some other place to go do whatever, you, whatever it is you want to do. Amen. This is not a deacon-run church. This isn't a, this isn't a pastor-run church in the sense of I can override and say and do whatever I want. This thing runs the church. Amen. And when I say this thing, I mean the God of this book. So what is his name? Every word of God. Every, the word of God, he's the word. So, you say, well, well, you know, ah, I don't, I don't want to meddle too far, and I don't want to confuse some of you, but I want, to, I want you to understand something, that the devil is very subtle, and the way that he works, the very, the very first words out of the devil's mouth, do you know what they are? You are, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> i got another one over here. Hold on. We've got to let the rest of the class learn. Do you know what the first words out of the devil's mouth are? You ought to know what they are. They're very important words. It's a question. Yea, hath God said. That wouldn't be what you'd think his first words were. I guarantee you we wouldn't get that answer if we went and asked 5,000 people down on the street what were the first words out of the devil's mouth in the, in the Bible. You wouldn't get it uh, uh, out of anybody who wasn't familiar with the scriptures. Do you understand? Yeah, the very first words out of the devil's mouth is questioning the word of God and undermining your assurance and your confidence in that God actually said something. So we're not going to be part of that. That spirit isn't going to be around here. We're gonna be in we're we're gonna we're gonna be in the in the crowd that's surely the Lord hath said, and surely the Lord hath preserved, and yea, God did in fact say. Okay. We're gonna take we're gonna take very literally verses five and six. Every word of God is pure. He's a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Add thou not unto His words, lest He reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Now, I know I've said a lot, okay, and so now we're going to pray, and it doesn't hardly make any sense because we're halfway through, uh, but it always makes sense to pray at some point. Amen? Yes. And I hope you prayed before you came in here. I, I did, okay? I did, I did before, I, before I got here as well, but let's pray right now. Father, Guide us and teach us, and whatever else uh, we look at here this morning. I pray that you'd be the teacher of it. We can't understand these things without your Spirit, and so we commit this time to you. And we thank you for it, and we pray all these things in Jesus Christ's name, Amen. Now, again, we won't get there. I don't think it is my intention. Uh, before we finish up, verses four, five, and six, uh, to show you, this is this is the this is the basic. Uh, understanding of where your bible came from okay so eventually i'm put up on uh, up here on the screen what what, just a but just a real basic chart on the preservation of the king james bible and show you that your king james bible came from antioch and all of your other versions every single other version came from alexandria egypt a type of the world the christians were, were first they were first called christians where in antioch at antioch Okay, and so there's a line of, there's a line of, of. you want to call them scrolls, you want to call them the originals, you want to call them, uh, you know, know, the the manuscripts, whatever you, however you want to define that, there's a line that comes from Antioch, and there's a line that comes from Alexandria, and the line that comes from Alexandria produces, I'm going to offend some of you, produces your Catholic Bible, Produces all of the Bibles that are used by all of the, of the cults. Get your Jehovah's Witness Bible out of there. Yep. And I could go on and on and on and on. They have a different source. They did not come from the same place. They didn't split. They didn't all come from one head and then it split. That isn't how they came. They came from two different sources and two different lines. You need to understand at least at least some elementary things about that. Okay? You don't need to understand it inside and out, backwards and forwards. But when we talk about the King James Bible, if you believe it, you ought to know why you believe it. Yes. I'm not trying to convince you of what I believe, but I'd like to show you why I believe what I believe. And then you make up your mind. You make up your mind. Now, we've got to back up. Back up to look at verse 4. Who hath ascended up into heaven? Now, up until this, uh, up until this point, uh, the only one who would have ever been recorded to really have ascended in any way, shape, or form, uh, or descended for that matter, would be what, what the Bible calls the angel of the Lord. Okay, And every time the angel of the Lord shows up, I hope we we'll get to, to where we can see this. You know what keeps happening over and over again? Men have a conversation with them. They get talking to them. And he's telling them things. And then all of a sudden, it's like the man's like, this guy never told me his name. Yeah. Hey, what's your name? He tells, he tells a, a, a man at one point, he says, why do you keep asking out for my name, seeing it's a secret? It's a secret. Very interesting. Okay. With that thought in mind, let's run a little bit, all right? Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Come with me to John chapter 13. Now it's time for Bible study. Now it's time to, to sink our teeth in. You got, warmed out, you got warmed up, you got stretched out a little bit, right? We're ready? We're ready to go? Okay? Nobody pull any hamstrings or anything here this morning. All right? Um, John chapter 13. John chapter 3, is that what I said? said 3. Thir- 3.13 is what I want. John chapter 3. John chapter three and notice this in verse thirteen. Uh, well, better better grab just twelve there. All right, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, yep. Better grab eleven. Verily, <laughs> verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know. Somebody's always talking about you know. Well, how can a man know? You can't really know. You don't know. I, you're right. I don't know. This is Jesus Christ speaking of things that He knows. Yeah. Amen. And then when He speaks, He tells you that you can know some things. Yeah, yeah, that you can know. You can know for sure you're going to heaven when you die. According to first John, 1 John chapter 5, 12, uh, 13, along in there. You can know. You can know. He says, we speak that we do know. Uh, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. You might be that in that, in that place today, here this morning. Not receive his witness. Don't believe him. It's a free country, kind of, still, a little bit. Yeah. Amen. Maybe not for long, but it is still here today. We have the freedom to meet here today. You have the freedom to choose. Amen. Right. Thank God for it. Right? right? So Christ says, hey, you believe whatever you want. I'm telling you I know, and I'm telling you what I've seen, and it's up to you whether you want to believe my witness or not. If I have told you of earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? You don't, even believe the, you don't even believe the things I'm telling you down, about down here. Why would I begin to tell you about heavenly things? What would, you, what would you, you know, what could I explain to you? Verse 13. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is what? Okay, their brains just fell out right there. And so do ours for that matter, okay? He says, he says nobody's been up there except for me. And I'm the one that came down from up there. (laughs) And I'm there. And I'm there right now. (laughs) Right? Who are you dealing with? You say you're dealing with a good teacher. No, you're dealing with God manifest in the flesh or you're dealing dealing with an absolute deranged lunatic. I I say that with all reverence because I know who he is. But there's no middle ground. That's what I'm trying to take away from you. There isn't any middle ground. He was God and he was who he claimed to be. And he he had the power to go up to heaven of his own power. He came down from heaven. He was in heaven while he was standing there speaking. Or he wasn't. Because that's what he claimed. And if this claim isn't true, none of the rest of anything he said is true. And it's of no importance. Amen. That's what they're always trying to do. They're, try, they're always trying to put Jesus Christ down on this ground with every other prophet and every other religious teacher. He put himself way above that. Yes. He took that ground away from you. He says, if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. He, he never, you know, skirted the issue. he just land flat-footed on it and let you make up your mind from there. Now, uh, look at Romans in chapter 10. Just... Just one or two more on this on this ascension. In uh, this ascending, okay? Who hath ascended up into heaven? Um, Romans in chapter 10. I'll try to move through some of this stuff so we can get through a little bit of material here, but because I've got a lot of cross-references on on several of these points here. But Romans in chapter 10. Oh, look at like uh, hmm. Well. I think it's profound. I think we need it here this morning. So he says, uh, look at, look at, look at uh, verse 1. Just read a few verses with me. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. So, Because I, 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 that's what he was. He was a Jew. He was an Israelite. He said, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Right? They have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Talk to a man this week. Same way. Same condition. There are many people this way. They have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They're very passionate about what they believe, but what they believe is wrong. That's what that means, not according to knowledge. That's God's and Paul's very kind way of saying, you're, you're not that smart. We can say it kindly in this. You're ignorant of some things. Being ignorant is not Stupid. That mean, just means nobody's ever shown you that. You just didn't know it yet, right? Fine, okay. Whose job is it to tell them? How shall they hear without a preacher? It's not my job. It ain't only my job. I don't know all the people you know. I, amen. Amen. So it's your job, and it's, it's my job to, to tell those who I run into, it's your job to bring to light and to, to shed light and, and, and give, give knowledge into those whose, whose lives you come across. Yes. And so he says, I bear them record they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Now that gets worse, though, or it gets rougher. Verse 3, for they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, okay, don't know about his righteousness, but they don't stop there. They didn't go looking. For God's righteousness. You better grab a hold of this. These are the two choices. When man doesn't know about God's righteousness. He goes looking for it. Or he goes about to establish his own. Make up your own way. Make up your own religion. Form your own opinions. Well you have your opinion and I have mine. No you have your opinion and I have God's. Oh, that kind of hit a little different, didn't it? Yeah, that's what we mean when we say we've got the Word of God. I, don't, I didn't write this. These aren't my words. These, I, these, aren't, these aren't my thoughts. These are His thoughts. I hold to them to the best of my ability. Please don't, please don't mistake, you know, like I'm the measure of all things for believing this book. I don't, I don't measure up. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite so many times. I know the things about this book and I'll still go against them. What does that make you? A hypocrite. But the fact of the matter is if, I'm even, if I have any desire at all to be right with God then I would come to that thing judge it in my own life say I was wrong. Your word's right Lord and I'm going to keep trying to follow you to the best of my ability. Yes. You don't overthrow the whole entire thing. You just recognize you're a man. You're a sinner. You're, you're, you, know, you fail and... There it is, right? So, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. You, you, verse 4. I know I keep saying this. You better get this. There's so many things here this morning you need to grab a hold of. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Profound. In yeah. Sunday morning, we're going to be in the book of Acts, showing how there's a transition from the law of righteousness to Christ, the end of the law for righteousness. Huge thing, big, big transition. And here we are in the book right after Acts, after that transition has taken place, and Paul's establishing crystal clear without any, you know, no fogginess, no, no kind of distorted view. He just says, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. So then, well then, what does that mean? That means if you want to be right with God, then you get your righteousness from Jesus Christ and not from yourself. Or any other way. Or any other, or any other religion. Or any other pathway. Or any other, any other anything. Verse 5. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law. That the man which doeth those things shall live in them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep. That is, to bring Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? Now, look. Now, okay. Paul's weighty, man. He's wordy. And, and Peter says as much. He says, man, boy, Paul, get reading through some of his stuff. And he can, you can get, really get yourself a hunk of meat in just a verse or two and really have something to really think about and really chew on. And that is this. Can I, can I please, without, without wasting too much time, can I try to simplify this, what he's saying a little bit here? He, he, he says, the righteousness which is, of, which, which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend up into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. That is, if you're asking of yourself, how do I get up into heaven? That's not the, right, that's not, that's not the righteousness of faith. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's the righteousness of the law. Yeah. How can I get up there? Right. How can I do it? right? How can I do it? He says, that's not the righteousness of faith. That's, that isn't, that isn't it. It's, it's not, it's not that far away. Right. Isn't that the next thing he says? Yes. But what saith it? The word is thee. He says, well, we can learn by digging down. We got to dig deeper into some things in order to find out more so we can figure out just exactly how it is that we get to heaven. Every single religious program on television comes to that conclusion in the end if we just keep digging down and deeper, if we could just keep reaching up a little bit higher, if we could uncover one more thing, and we, then we could understand it. He says, the word is nivy, man. It's right, it's right in front of you. Stop looking way down deep, way up high. He came from up high, and he went down to the depths. And that's just exactly who he was. Why? So that he could bring righteousness near to you. And you didn't have to go looking for it because you can't go up into heaven and you can't, and some of this is going to be news to some of you, you can't go down into hell like he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd, you'd literally be annihilated either either way. Do you understand? But in this way, he says, but what saith that the word is nigh? In thy mouth and, and um, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. And we could keep going there, but that's not what we're on, all right? So stay with me, please, if you would. Come back to, come back to Proverbs chapter 30. And I'm trying to watch the time, and you, you, you keep an eye on, on the time as well, okay? <laughs> Who hath gathered the wind in his fists... We preached that message not too long ago about, you know, the disciples in that storm and they come to him and he's in the bottom of the ship. He's sleeping, you know, they wake him up. It's master we perish, you know, and I just kind of joked about how the Lord just kind of had a conversation with the wind. You know what I mean? Just kind of, you know, that's enough. Calm down. Well, you told me to, you know, blow when you got, I know what I told you to do, but now I'm telling you to stop. Who hath gathered the wind in his fists? Well, I don't see anybody else doing it. You know what the weatherman tells you about? What the wind's going to do, maybe. (laughs) Right? How often do you get it right? Infrequently enough to where it's a running joke. Right? To where we can all kind of smile. You know, and we joke about Montana. Oh, you don't like the weather? Wait five minutes. Okay, it's a fair enough joke. Why? Because the wind's changing quite a bit, right? But, but God, the God of the universe, the God of heaven, this one that that he that he says to you, hey, what's his name? And what's his son's name? If thou canst tell. That that one gathered the wind in his fist. Who hath bound the waters in a garment? I, I got to cruise through a little bit of this stuff because I, I want to get I want to get to a couple of places as we close here. Who hath gathered the the waters who hath bound the waters in a garment, who hath established all the ends of the earth, what is his name, what is his name, and what is his son 's name if thou canst tell um, why look at why don 't you look at why don 't you, you look at judges chapter thirteen look there look at judges in chapter thirteen. His name? What is his son's name, if thou canst tell? I want to show you a thing or two about what God does, how he reveals his name. Look at Judges chapter 13, and notice in verse, uh, oh, mm, mm, mm. <sighs> Manoah and his wife been talking to this angel, okay? Look at verse 15. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee. Well, not, not, not like, you know, in chains, but stay around until we shall, have, we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. For if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Mano- Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. Okay, what does that tell you about an angel then? Pretty, pretty basic, right? Pretty simple. Manoah didn't know he was talking to an angel. Well, that's very profound, right? Because everything in the in the in you know in whatever mythology and science fiction and all this kind of stuff, going to paint an angel with a halo and a wings and a, a cape and all this kind of stuff, and and here Manoah is talking to the angel Lord, and he doesn't know it, doesn't understand, he doesn't realize, right? Bible talks about having. A, 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 uh, entertained angels unawares. Yeah. When an angel shows up in the Bible, he appears as a man, as a male. That's how he appears. That's the other thing that always gets goofed up. Almost every time an angel's presented to you uh, out in the, in the world, it's a female. Every time it's in the Bible, it's a male. I don't care what you think about that. You know what I mean? Curry beater in the three-point contest. So I don't care what you think about that. He says, uh, verse 17, And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? That when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. Good, good. You know, not good, not good motive, right? Yeah. Good enough motive. And the, and the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou uh, uh, thus after my name, seeing it is a secret? It must have been an obvious understood thing as they begin to converse. Like, this guy really doesn't want to tell me his name. Right? So Manoah's kind of like, well, I'm going to try to get his name out, see if he's kind of susceptible to, you know, just a little bit, of, little bit of honor. Hey man, what is your name? That way, that way when these things that you're saying here, they sound like good things to me, when they come to pass, we can set up a little shrine and have a little, you know, a little, little honor you. Lord's no respecter of persons. Yeah. He says, I got, I'm keeping my name hidden for now. Right? Why are you asking after my name seeing it is, it is hidden? Or, well, I'm giving you some foreshadowings because what the Lord does is He keeps things a secret and then He reveals them to the whole world. Yes. And when He does, it's glorious. Wait. And when He does, it's wondrous. And when He does, it's His perfect plan. And it, it's His perfect way. I'm getting a touch ahead of myself, but there are many of you in here today, you know His name and you kind of count it a light thing. He gives you the privilege of coming to Him in His name. And you kind of, if you're not careful, you're kind of counted a light thing. You were saved by faith in His name. If you're saved, you're saved by faith in His name. For there's none other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. Do you understand? Here's a guy who'd like to know his name. Can't tell you my name right now. You say his name's Jehovah. Well, that's one of his names. That's one of his names. That's where somebody makes a a false emphasis and a a misleading, misdirected, misguided emphasis on the wrong name. The name that's above every name is the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay? We're just kind of putting a bow on it because we only got about three minutes left. So we're kind of trying to put some framework a little bit to this thing. I wish I could have done a better job of, pu- of putting this together for you. But he says, why askest thou after my name, seeing it is secret? Verse 19, so Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. There's his name. Yeah. There's his name. Unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously, and Manoah and his wife looked on. So who was he standing there talking to? It looks like a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ to me. Now, if it looks like something else to you, fine, fair enough. But there's another time. Do you know, do you know what? When, when Christ shows up after he rises from the dead, do you ever remember another time where somebody's talking to him and doesn't realize it's him? Yeah, Mary gets there in the garden. She begins to speak to him. She says, sir, if you, if you know where they took him, just tell me, and I'll just go over there, and the things that I have here, I just, I just got to get to him. I just need to see him. And he says, Mary... see when he speaks your name it's a real privilege and a real blessing that you know his name but it's quite a thing that he'd know your name that he would take your name and write it down in a book has he ever done that for you has he ever taken your name and wrote it down in a book there's a book, it's called the book of life, shows up in the book of Revelation. And whoever, whosoever's name's not written in that book is cast in the lake of fire forever. You know how to get your name in that book? My name's in that book. My name is in that book. He, he says it's a new name, so I might not even know how to point it to you right now. But he, says, but he says it's in that book. So how do you get your name in that book? Oh, just just call on his name. Call on his name in faith and trust him and put your faith in him. He'll put your name in that book and you'll be just fine. He'll be all right. What is his name? And what is his son's name, if thou canst tell? His son's name is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not Yahweh. That's not his son's name. His son's name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? His name's above every name. Would you ever just quit right there? Okay, I'm going to show you that. Look at Philippians. Philippians in chapter three. There's a thousand different places we could go, but I think we need to just park right here in Sunday school and be done right here. All right, Philippians and, and uh, I said chapter three. It's chapter two. It's chapter two. You say, well, then what about this guy and what about that guy? And I, I know they all have different names. I understand that they're all kind of different people around. They're all kind of different. They're all kind of different players. <laughs> Amen. In this arena. All right. But this one, this one here, this one here says this, verse 6. Speaking of Christ Jesus, the end of verse 5. Who being in the form of God, thought, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him given him a name which is what it's above every name You say, well Jesus just down there with the rest of them not according to God not according to I don't care what men say about him I don't care what what it what it looks like right now one day God's gonna show the whole entire universe not just the world that there's a name that's above every name and everyone will bow to that name that at the name of Jesus Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What is His name? And what is His Son's name, if thou canst tell? All kinds of confusing things going on. Bible's not confusing, world's confusing, YouTube's confusing. All kind of information floating around. The radio's confusing. Bible's not confusing. Bible says there's a name. The Lord Jesus Christ. And one day every knee shall bow to that name. I've already bowed. I, I gladly did it this morning. I bowed down. and said, Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, please have your hand on this day. Dear Lord Jesus, please bless these services. Dear Lord Jesus, calling upon that name. You know there's power in that name. That name will save you, just like that. That name will fix problems up. That name, that name will help you. That name will strengthen you. One day out in eternity, you just get to see all the majesty of all of that, all that all that encompasses that name. All right, all right, that's enough. Let's take a little short break here, and we'll we'll uh, get to it here in about, eh, about ten minutes. We'll get our morning service going here.